Hey, y'all, and welcome to another edition of the Knollcast. This is the Instant Reaction Podcast. We do this every after every game. And uh, a couple basics here if you're just tuning in. Number one, in the Instant Reaction, we do not edit this. I just go straight from recording to the internet, from, from my lips to your ears. All right. Now, there's a lot to talk about in this game. First, we should thank our sponsors. That's Louisiana Hot Sauce. For the Table Restaurant Group and Resolution Home Loans. Be sure to check out those, those great products and services and, uh, and thank them for supporting the Knollcast. Florida State, 22. Boston College, 21. That, what a game. I mean, exciting plays, sloppy plays, great decisions, boneheaded decisions. It was very, it was very college football. You know, in the NFL, you just don't see some of these some of these things happen. But these were college kids playing a college game, and uh, for once, Florida State ended up on the uh, on the fortunate side in this one. Um, it didn't start out <clears throat> super well for the Knowles. Uh, on I guess I'll start with the offense. Uh, DeAndre Francois did not start out very well. He missed some throws. He also was the victim of a little bit of drops, and he also got drilled early. Pretty hard uh, a couple times, but but he settled in. Um, the offense also stayed committed to the run game. I, I thought this was a pretty well-called game for Florida State. You, know, that you could see what they were doing, and to me at least, it made sense. I could see what they were calling, and I could see why they were calling, and I could see, okay, BC has been running this coverage. Florida State is probably going to anticipate Boston College switching to this coverage on, on this town or or that coverage, or hey, against this look that FSU has not solved yet, they're going to try to run this to see if they can maybe outflank them or or, or get a gap here. And, and they did a couple times. They, they did a good job of that. Boston College, legit top 25 level defense this year. Their offense, not as good. But Florida State goes 73 plays, 484 yards against the top 25 level defense. That's a big time effort. And, and I know 22 points. Yeah, but we know as Nolcast listeners that yards are a better measure than points. They just are. They're more consistent. Points have a lot more variance baked into them. But 484 over 73 plays, guys, that's 6.6 yards play. I mean, that's that's big time. Uh, but I, I thought in this game they they were a little bit better, a little bit better, mind you. With their success rate, not that they didn't have big plays, they, they certainly had had big plays. I mean, just looking at their chunk plays here on offense, uh, they had run or passes, excuse me, of 25, 23, 32, 21, 45, 28, and of course that big one to to Marion Terry, who races 74 yards. Uh, anytime you get him running with no safety help out there, that, that's a ball worth throwing up, and they did it. I think I think they targeted him. I mean, gosh, looking here real quick. Tamari and Terry had uh, had nine targets on the day. He was the top targeted receiver. He only had three catches, but still, that was a that was a pretty solid solid one catch there at the end. They also hit, hit some nice chunk plays in, in in the run game. They had one for 19, one for 13, getting the ball in Treshawn Harrison's hands a couple times tonight, and then of course Cam Akers for 55 on the uh, penultimate drive in, in which they got a field goal to cut the lead to uh, to cut the lead to five. Um, you know, they, they, it was just, they, they played a little better tonight. A little better. 
A lot of it was that BC is not as good as Notre Dame and Clemson. And I, I think we we talked about it in the last podcast. Shout out to Ingram, by the way, who I think called the score within a point. He had 23-21 at FSU. I had uh, 23-17 Boston College. So, Ingram, man, if you're listening to this, you missed it by a point. And if you're not listening to this, I don't blame you because I'll probably just text you later. Good job. Uh, I, I think they did a pretty good job to scheme around this offensive line, right? I mean, physically, they have a hard time matching up. They, they just do. They got a lot of guys out of out of position, just and not not like being miscast, but that's what they have uh, to work with, you know. Um, they went empty set in short yardage to try and capitalize on on getting some of these Boston College defenders in space, and, and that was effective a couple times. They, they they went back to the pop pass this week. Or not the pop pass, even, but with the little bump pass, as I call it. Basically, the, the the jet where Francois just takes it and just just pitches it forward real quick to the guy coming in motion. That's it's an old West Virginia staple and something they they've run at Oregon and at USF in Taggart stops and and they had a couple a uh, couple nice uh, nice plays off, off that to Keyshawn Helton and to Treshawn Harrison and, and man, almost all your your good plays in this game were from freshmen or sophomores. Think about it. Keyshawn Hilton, Trayshawn Harrison, Tamari and Terry, you know, Trey McKitty, sophomore, sophomore, freshman, freshman. Now, do you need credit Nyquan Murray, who had, who had a big-time catch to get Florida State down in, in the red zone? I think that was in the third quarter. Uh, but they just a, a, a better-played game. You know, they had some penalties, but they, they really – a couple, a couple of them were on a guy who was having a meltdown, and, and they, they got him out. You know, Juwan Williams, credit to the staff for kind of rehabilitating him a little bit after he had that that famous uh, passing pass blocking grade of zero against Syracuse a while back. And, uh, you know, no Juwan's been working to get back out there. And for about a quarter, he was better. And he was actually not terrible against Notre Dame. Um, but he started to kind of have a little meltdown because Allen was, was smoking him and and on one play, he just crushes them, sacks Francois, and the next play, another false start. I think I think that was three false starts through about two and a half quarters. And uh, and, and so they put in Brady Scott, and, and I thought Scott uh, filled in admirably, and, uh, and that was big. And that, that was that uh, that was that, that touchdown drive where, where, like I mentioned, Nooney Murray gets that catch. You know, another thing I liked a lot was the trips formation. You know, that, that, that kind of uh, compressed trips formation on the sideline. A lot of people seem to think that's real stupid, but Taggart's had success with that. They're not like just trying to figure this out as they go. They they know what their offense is. They're just trying to figure out a way to make it work with the pieces they they certainly have or currently have. So they they, they line up in that. I think this is the second quarter, and they didn't score on this drive, but but I feel like like it was a good representation of of what this offense is going to be. So they run dart, which is. Uh, you guys will kind of think of it if you don't know what I'm talking about. You'll kind of think of it as like QB power except the tackle pulls um, with, with the quarterback little design run. Then they run inside zone. Then they run a bubble off it because Boston College is creeping in against the run with a little bit of run success Florida State has had. Then they actually run a fake bubble uh, deep shot, which is a two-man route. And BC actually covered it, but I really like the idea though, right? You're playing with a little bit of tempo. You run dart. Then you run IZ. Then you run a bubble. I I being inside zone. Then you run a bubble, and then BC's like, oh shoot, well, we got to worry about the run inside run now. We got to worry about the bubble because they just threw it out there successfully and had a, a bubble screen that actually worked because people blocked. That was interesting to see. 
And then you go, you, you pump the bubble and, and you try to throw it deep. BCX did a great job of covering it. That secondary does not give up a lot of busts at all. They just, they don't. They're, they're one of the best in the nation at preventing big plays, which, by the way, is what made uh, that, that last play to Tamari and Terry it, all the better. But I like the design on that. You know, I, I like running DeAndre Francois more. I don't know what was said. Maybe he feels more comfortable now. I have no idea coming off the knee injury, or maybe maybe they just said, hey, man, it's go time. Like, you, you want to be the starter? You want, you want to be the, the, the leader? Uh, we're going to need you to run the ball a little bit. And uh, he had six design runs, by my count, for 24 yards. He's not Mike Vick, but that keeps the defense off balance a little bit because I guarantee you BC was not really anticipating that at all. Had a lot of people want me to explain the uh, the throw by DJ Matthews. Why, why would you have him throw throw a ball there? And my answer really is that in, in the compressed area of the red zone, Florida State physically can't handle teams. So they have got to trick people. And sometimes tricking people works, and sometimes tricking people gets blown up. And I totally get it. You're, you're trying to scheme a guy free for DJ, who does have a good arm and is actually pretty good throwing the ball. And he ends up taking a, a big-time loss there. And looking at it, it looks to me – like DJ is uh, is ready to kind of throw it away, and then uh, the guy in front of him falls down, so he tries to go around him to, to maybe keep the play alive, but then the guy gets up because uh, DJ probably realized he fell down a little bit too late. Anyway, just you know, kind of a, a bad combination of factors there, but, but I understand why they try to run trick plays in that kind of 30, 35, 40 range because they've got to try to figure out a way to score from there because they get down in the compressed zone and – you know, they, there's not a lot of space to operate, and they just they don't really they have a hard time blocking people physically. But I will say tonight, I thought that the offensive line, you know, when they got beat, it was because they got beat physically for the most part. They had a couple technique issues here and there, and I know they had a couple of missed assignments, but I don't feel like they had just a ton of missed assignments. You know, it wasn't just everybody's blocking the wrong guy all the time. You know, Everly had some bad snaps that, that, that killed plays and eventually killed one drive for sure. Uh, but, you know, that that to me is coaching, right? Like your guys, even though we know that a lot of them don't have any talent at all and that you're, a couple of them are pretty hobbled and, and injured, you know, credit to Derek Kelly for going back out there after he went down. Um, you know, that's what you play. That's what you practice for, right? And that's what you live for because you don't want to miss a game. day. You only get 12 of these, especially if you don't make a bowl game. Um but that's coaching is, is to get these guys to, to miss fewer assignments. And, and I don't want to forget to, to talk about that. Um, you know, Trey McKitty had two drops. One was looked to me like, like his hand was being held. So kind of hard to catch a, a Francois rocket with, with one arm, but uh, that's kind of what he was asked to do. And you know, what, what a nice win for this team. This team has been through a lot this year and some of it self-inflicted, for sure. Um, but some of it also just just tough, man. Just bad bounces. And they were kind of due to have, uh, if you believe in due, and I don't know that I really that I really do believe in due, due. But you had to think they would at least get like some neutral luck at some point, right? Like maybe, maybe you have a game where every tip pass doesn't get picked off by the opposing team. You know, maybe, maybe you can just play somebody on an even field. And I got to tell you, I don't think uh, I, I don't think that that Florida State had an even field tonight. The officiating in this game was atrocious. 
just repeated bad spots given to Boston College. And then one really key big spot given to Florida State where DJ Matthews busts his ankle. And uh, and I'm not convinced he actually got that spot. And that, that was a really important call in that game. I, I think they busted. And then Matthews falls down when they're lining up for the next play because he hurt himself. And I'm like, oh, gosh, well, now they're certainly going to review this play. This is going to be interesting. And they don't. So ACC officials, that was uh, – what's that quote? Uh, ne- never attribute to malice what, what what can be easily explained as incompetence, I think it is. Yeah, never attribute to malice what can be ex- easily explained away by incompetence. That was some horrible officiating tonight. Um, just really bad. The, the missed holding call on the one Boston College touchdown drive that they actually flagged and then picked up was was bad really bad um but that's you know that was uh something you had to deal with a couple other things here let's let's talk defense real fast and then we'll end with a discussion of decision making i like thompson osborne's pick to to start the game aj brown actually had had a guy uh, underneath that was open i thought and he, he got greedy and nasruddin stuck with it closed well on the ball nice job to get an interception there um, Samuels also had a nice one. You know, Brown, honestly, both quarterbacks started tonight pretty poorly. And then they, they caught fire. They made some big-time throws. The, the ball from Francois to Terry, by the way, is great on, on that touchdown. That That is a a really nice throw. We, we criticize Francois a lot, and I think he deserves it a lot. But he actually made some really nice plays in the second half of this game. So not, not going to ignore that. So here's the defense just kind of as, as they go. They started out so well. And if you if you want to know why Florida State won this game, it's kind of because the defense played really, really well through about the first, like, 35 minutes of this game or so. They kind of shut Boston College down. Through the first 17 plays, only 48 yards. That's 2.7. Through the first 23, 69. That's 3.0. 75 yards through the first 30 plays. 98 through the first 33, Marvin Wilson went down. 204 through the first 48. Now, they finished with 422 over 87. So, over the last 39 plays, they had, uh, what is that, 218 over 39. Apologies for my computer error there. I'm not going to edit that out. So, they had 5.6 over their final 39 plays which is really good. Um, but if you look at it in totality, Florida State shut down a lot of Boston College drives. This is about how many points we thought BC would score. And I think Ingram and I both thought that Boston College would, you know, that, excuse me, that Florida State's defense would play well. I, I think this is a good defensive effort. It's not a great one, but it's pretty pretty good. They, they kept FSU in the game. Um, I mean, 4.9 yards of play allowed to BC. You know, Boston College obviously is a team that hits a ton of explosive plays, which is interesting. They're they're not they're kind of weirdly not efficient. You know, we went over that in the preview, but they they do hit a ton of explosives, and they hit some in this game for sure through the passing game. I mean, I'm just whew, scrolling here: 21, 16, 34, 42, 20, 15, 26, 20, 15, 26, 15. So a ton of plays there in the mid range. You don't hear a whole lot of plays there that are over 30 yards. I think they had two. You had a bunch in that sort of 15 to 25-yard range, and that is not a surprise. They're picking on FSU's linebackers and safeties, who we know are a little bit lacking 
in terms of uh, you know talent there, um, especially at a couple spots like the linebacker opposite of, of Jackson and whoever plays safety uh, back there. So only three explosive runs though, 10, 10, and 16. Boston College just kept slamming away with with uh, AJ Dillon, 37 carries for 116 yards. That's terrible. That uh, 37 of BC's 87 plays were handoffs to AJ Dillon. And I bet you his success rate was just terrible. I mean, 116 yards total on 37 carries? That's brutal. Florida State's two backs, uh, Akers and Patrick, 22 carries, 132 yards. So in only about you know, about 65% of those carries, number-wise, they eclipsed Dil- Dylan's mark. Now, Florida State also struggled to have consistency in the run game, but they didn't have a whole lot of like negative two type things. They, they had a couple more two and three yard runs in this game. And that, that's not a success by success rate, and it shouldn't be. But given Florida State's uh, issues this year up front, um, that's a little bit better than, than you know, they've been. Boston College was, was kind of pigheaded with the run and, and just stubborn on it. But I, I do think it helped them because they, they were really deadly off play action at times. A.J. Brown finishes 18 of 36 for 297. One touchdown, two picks. Francois finishes 19 of 39 for 322. One touchdown, two picks. Now, two of those Francois passes were those little bump passes, so his numbers are even worse than that. Um, 116 quarterback rating is is not very good, but uh, but Florida State ends up getting the win. Now, people on my timeline, at least, were complaining about the soft zone on third down, and I think one of the main reasons why Florida State was doing that was, one, they repped it in practice, and they felt good about it. Number two, Brown has not been very good this year throwing against that, and they wanted to keep him in the pocket and not allow him to scramble around because he's a pretty good athlete. And, and as you saw that some, I was a little surprised BC did not run a little more of the read option game tonight, and uh, and maybe Florida State was, was making him give at times. I want to go back and look. But it did seem like BC could have done a better job using his mobility in this game. But, but – uh, but that's the reason why you play zone, because you want to keep the guy in front of you. Unfortunately, Florida State's soft zone was not very good. You're going to give up a couple third and longs a game, but they, they to, for my taste, they gave up too many third and longs, um, and that's something I know they're going to need to work on in practice. You know, let me just uh, Google here. Not Google, but let me control F this thing. <clears throat> All right. So, Florida State. Third and nine, they get the stop. Third and seven, they get the stop. Third and nine, they get the stop. Third and five, they get the stop. But then kind of a little bad series happens here. Third and 10, they, they, they give up 21. Third and eight, they give up 16. Third and seven, they get a stop. Third and 12, they give up 20. Uh, third and 18, they give up 20. Third and nine, they give up 15. Uh, third and eight, get a stop. Third and eight, get a stop. Third and 18, get a stop. Third and 10, they do not get a stop. They go at 15. And then third and 10, and of course the final fourth and 10, they get stop, stop. That is, uh, that's too many, in my opinion. That's one, two, three, four, five. That's six third and passing down situations that they gave up. And uh, that that that's too many. I, I think that's probably like two or three too many. So they, they probably allowed about twice as many 
as I would expect them to. And that's, that's not a good job by them on defense. But their run defense was really, really good. I mean, you're talking uh, – let's just go with, with, with the non-quarterback carries. 42 carries for 127 yards. That's 3.0. 3.0 yards per carry. That's Boston College saying, hey, we're going to slam this ball at you, and, and Florida State saying, no, you're not. No, we're, we're going to stop that. And they did. Um, and BC couldn't do enough. And uh, anyway, um, I liked the awareness by by A.J. Westbrook. Not Westbrook. Not Westbrook, no. Uh, Asante Samuel Jr. To, to cut down Dylan in the flat um, after after Brian Burns had shifted down to that kind of reduced look post-snap and, and Boston College rose the pitch. And as soon as, as as Burns shifted down, I was like, oh, gosh, they're in trouble because I saw the, the pitch they were running. And yet uh, he comes up there and makes a big-time tackle. That was huge. Um, you know, I, I thought, uh, um, you know, Florida State deciding to actually stick with the soft zone after like the third or fourth one they had given up was actually really smart for this reason. I think BC was expecting them to play man, and so Boston College, and, and probably bring a blitz, and so BC ran a screen, but Florida State actually paper, rock, scissored them. They ended up staying in the soft zone. So BC was anticipating a change. This is what you got to do to stay ahead of the change as a play caller and stay ahead of the game. you got to say, okay, what have they been running? What have they been hitting them on? A lot of people say, hey, just keep doing the same thing. It's been working. Sure, but you have to sort of anticipate a change. You have to think, like a coach and say, what what do we think they're going to try to shift into to catch him on the next, catch the next, right? Anticipate the next. And so they ran a screen, but FSU actually fooled him and stayed with the soft zone, which uh, was brilliant because it worked, I guess. Florida State had a field goal blocked. Uh, to me, that's a little bit enigmatic of their, um, their issues with physicality up front on the offensive line. They had a punt that absolutely should have been blocked. I think Arthur Williams screwed that up. But uh, somehow they missed it, and they got a, a drive extension there on a uh, roughing the punter penalty. Uh, they also kicked a field goal on fourth and two from the 18 in the first half. And I, I thought that was a mistake, actually. I, I thought, other than that, Taggart managed the game very well. But that, to me, is a mistake. Now, he did do the correct thing, by the way, the correct one, to kick it right before the half. And the reason is, the one that he screwed up on, in my opinion, the fourth and two from the 18, if you don't get it, you do get the benefit of pinning them deep in their own zone. The one right before the half, the fourth and one or whatever it was right before the half, there's no benefit of pinning them deep because they're just going to take two knees and go to halftime. So in that situation, kicking makes the most sense. Now, here's a situation where, in my opinion, kicking or punting the ball does not make sense. And this was a huge thing in this game. It didn't, it's not like it gave Boston College all the shot or none of the shot. But, man, this was bad. Really, really bad. Boston College has fourth and one at the Florida State 40. Okay, so there's two minutes and 52 seconds left. Florida State has already had to defend like 82 plays, 83 plays. They have all three timeouts. So time, if you punt this ball away, is not going to be a factor. Florida State is—it's just not. They—they have all the time in the world to drive the field, especially with the college clock rules, with the, with the clock stopping on first down. 
they've been very good in short yardage today. They've been getting extremely favorable spots from the refs. And it's fourth and one. Now, look, I think your fourth and one chance there to, to make it is probably, I don't know, 70 or 80%. Right? Let's just call it 70%. If you make that, given that Florida State has three timeouts, you probably have about a 90, probably about a 95% chance to win the game. There's some chance Florida State can get the ball back, right? Or maybe a 90% chance. There's some chance that Florida State can get the ball back there after you've made it. Because they have all three timeouts. If, if they get three stops, sure. Although there's also a really good chance that you can kick a field goal, you know, from like, let's say you get down, like you get eight yards in your next drive and Florida State uses all three timeouts. Um, you know, you kick a field goal to go up eight or um, whatever you want to do. If you miss Florida State, obviously their chance of winning the game goes up. But the, the real key calculus here is, is what do you think is a better idea? To give yourself a chance to win the game by gaining one yard with your offense that has moved the ball fairly effectively in the second half and has been very effective in short yardage all year. Very effective, by the way. So you give your offense a chance to win the game by picking up one yard. Do you really think that the 20 yards of field position you gain or 32 yards here from the 40 or the 13, do you really think that materially impacts the game that much when the opposing team knows that it absolutely has to drive and kick, or excuse me, and score a touchdown? Florida State is going to be in four down territory the entire rest of the game, and they have all three timeouts, which means the run game is still available to them, which means they don't have to be in desperation mode from that standpoint. Just throw it every time. They can still run the football. They can still use play action because they have all time all three of their timeouts. What Boston College did there was basically say, we think that those 32 yards of field position are, are, are literally more likely to help us than a shot, to, more likely to help us win the game than a shot to gain one yard and put this thing away. And Florida State is damn lucky that, that Steve Adazio just chickened out, man. He puckered. He, he, he puckered and he punted. That is so stupid. Oh, man, that's bad. And, and I know he makes millions and I don't, but, uh, you know, back in the day, people were talking, you know, guys like me on the internet were talking about how bad the bunning was. And uh, you know what? Now if you're a major league manager and you bunt a lot, you get fired. So anyway, um, so punts the ball away. BC gets those precious 32 yards of field position. And, uh, yeah, they never had the lead again. Florida State, Cam Akers rushed for eight. DeAndre Francois, uh, quarterback draw for five. Tamari and Terry, 74 yards to the house. Two-point play, no good. Um, not a great kickoff, by the way, on the ensuing kickoff. I'd like to see that booted out, out of bounds, because, or excuse me, out of the end zone if you can, uh, simply because BC's returner is very good. But, um that was dumb. That was really dumb. And the thing was, BC, they were smart about it so many other times in the game. It, that was that was crazy to me. They went for it. They went for, for six fourth downs. 
and, and, and got three of them. And, and a couple of them were longer than a yard. You know, they're, they're short, they're an excellent short yardage team. So anyway, that was dumb. And uh, Florida State was the beneficiary of that. But they also had a number of, of really nice defensive drives as well. So I don't want to take that away from them. Florida State is now five and six, and they are going to have a shot to go to a bowl game if uh, um, if they can beat Florida next weekend, and they will certainly have something to play for. And uh, if they come out with the same level of intensity, you know, I think we'll uh, I think Florida State will have a shot. So we will uh, we'll join you again next uh, next Monday or Tuesday. Take care, y'all.